Greetings, humans. Simula78 sends its regards. It is time for the Squacklecast theme song, as sung by Caged Human A34. Hello, the Squacklecast. Thirtyish episodes. Allow me more. Forever. This all has been a blast. Your mom loves the Squacklecast. I think you just turned down the volume on your iPad or something. Uh, okay. Well, all right. I guess we'll start. I don't understand technical issues. I've got to figure that out. Um. So anyway, hey, it's a Squacklecast. Oh, we've been recording. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I started like uh, a minute just ago. eating a pear here, man. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you eat a pear on your own time, buddy? All right, fair enough. <laughs> we started the Skype call. You started eating a pear. What the fuck is that about? <laughs> you bring a pear to to uh, to a knife fight. Is that what you do what? too? <laughs> like you're about to have a knife fight, but you're like, hey, wait a second, I'm gonna eat this fucking pear first. Well, no, I would eat a banana at that point. Like a banana is more of a potentially dangerous weapon, right? Like well, if I was a black guy with a pair, with a banana, I might get shot at or my cop. Why is it gotta be black? Yeah, I'm not just saying. I don't know. This is vaguely racist somehow. <laughs> you talk about pear. I'm talking about pears, and you being an Asian, and you talking about bananas, and some black guy trying to kill you. But what's wrong with bananas? Where where is the connection here? All right, but I think we should move on. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, hey, what are we talking about? Speaking of uh, racially insensitive, how about the Oscars? <laughs> so, so the Oscars are more inclusive this year. Did you realize that? Um, yeah, but it seems it, it's such an odd thing. But the like, reason why it's so inclusive is because they lost all their ratings, so no one cares anymore because all the controversy is solved. So there's no mean, controversy this year, so no one watched it. You mean they lost ratings before or after? They lost ratings this year. This is, it's the lowest amount of ratings they ever had in the last like ten years or whatever. So you're saying they lost more ratings this year because they were inclusive. Yes, because <laughs> not because they're inclusive, but because they are inclusive. Because they've solved the issue that they had last year, so no one cares anymore. It, it was odd to me that that this year they did a lot to uh, include women, but they had a male host. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Jimmy Kill's been hosting what the last? Uh, I think it's hosted years. twice, didn't he? I don't know. I don't fucking watch these things. <laughs> <laughs> I just hear about it later. And then people are telling me about the movies that were nominated. I'm like, no, I didn't see them. <laughs> which which uh, were in the not nominated movies? Uh, of how prepared you are for the <laughs> was uh, Black Panther nominated? No, that was came out this year. Was uh, Pulp Fiction nominated? That was, uh, what, 12 years ago? 14 years ago? When did it come out? <laughs> <laughs> See, th these are the problems. The Oscars don't put movies people know about in the Oscars. They need to have old movies that people care about. <laughs> Just and, nominate and, Mad Max every year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and recently released movies that do, like, gangbuster amounts of money. And then, then they'll have a good show again. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you you fixed it. 
<laughs> what did anyone else think of this? What did anyone like? <laughs> because they don't hire me, man. <laughs> I can break it down for them. I got I got my own uh, my own uh, thought process going on here that that no one else could <laughs> can understand or think of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we're making a quest for a reward. <laughs> like, <laughs> All I got to do is contact me at squackle.com. <laughs> I'm right here. I'm not going anywhere. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah that should work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they should just... Uh, you can you can have the reception at um, Shakey's. <laughs> the whole award ceremony. Yeah, the giant Shakey's or something. So they're... So I guess like the only thing I really heard about was some guy stealing a statue, and then I didn't know who this guy was or anything. So on the on the radio, I kept hearing uh, Jerry Bryant, and I'm like, "Is that Kobe Bryant's dad or something?" <laughs> like, because I because I, I know that Kobe Bryant won an Oscar, I guess, or something. And what are you trying to say? Like, that only black people steal awards. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I was like Jerry Bryant. I was like, "Who's that? Is that Kobe's dad or something?" Like, why would he steal an Oscar? His son has an Oscar. <laughs> And then, like, uh, then I finally like read an article about it. It's just Terry Bryant with a T. I'm like, I don't fucking know who that guy is. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, and like, I don't even, I still don't know who he is. I guess he's just some guy who gets invited to the parties just because he's always at the parties. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And then supposedly he stole an Oscar from Frances McDormand, who uh, I, I also did not know who she was until I looked her up. <laughs> And then I was like, oh, it's that lady from Fargo. And then, <laughs> and then uh, oh, I like her. And then I was like, what movie is she in? Three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. And I'm like, that's a way too long of a movie title. And I definitely didn't see that. But you did. <laughs> but, I, but I did see that in the last two days. All right. Not in the last year when it was actually released and relevant and being won in an Oscar. But of the nominated movies, uh, should we go through the list and see which ones you've seen? Uh, sure. All right. So, Shape of Water is the uh, winner this year. Did you watch I that one? Saw, I saw a trailer. <laughs> and how did it, how did it look? It looked uh, interesting. It looked uh, nice. I definitely I wanted to see it, except my family didn't want to see it, and we saw The Commuter instead. I'm sorry to hear that. Liam Neeson. Yeah. And uh, should that have been nominated instead? Is that what? <laughs> the Commuter should have been renamed The Punching Bag because <laughs> Liam Neeson got punched a lot and he didn't really do much you get the joke i hope you leave all this dead air <laughs> <laughs> i'm not doing any, any just, editing anymore it's <laughs> the it's, accent how bad <laughs> that was like no one even seen commuter no one knows what you're talking about <laughs> And it's the movie to... where he's on a train and people die and people are like trying to kill him and so source code to... right like that's uh well source code under siege was... two was that well source code was more fun and under siege two was I didn't see that what about like the third act of uh, Mission Impossible why are you saying all these Oscar nominated <laughs> movies like I don't even know about any of these movies so just were, keep going any of those Oscar keep nominated going with list. <laughs> what what Mission Impossible is nominated. Was it? I'm a... I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> you bring it up. <laughs> this, is the, this is the problem with the Oscars, okay? We don't know what's nominated. We don't know what's not nominated. There's a whole list I cannot know what's nominated. <laughs> Look, that's just what I'm saying, okay? 
All right, so call me by your name. That was nominated. Did you watch that one? I don't even know what the fuck that's about. <laughs> Darkest Hour, or is that... Dr. Sour? <laughs> Darkest Hour. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that... Oh, uh, oh, I saw a trailer for that. That's the one with Gary Oldman, right? Yeah. And Gary Oldman was being Winston Churchill? Yeah. Uh, no, I didn't see it. It was a famous uh, Churchill quote that you have on your wall. Uh, the famous Churchill quote was, uh, fuck you. <laughs> 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 fuck you, as what's a Churchill would say. <laughs> excellent, excellent. You should post that one up there. <laughs> um, Dunkirk? Uh, I saw movies, about, I, don't know, I saw trailers about it, and I think I might know what the historical reference is. But I don't know what the fuck happens in that movie. I think um, that whole Dunkirk incident was was mentioned in The Darkest Hour. I haven't so seen you it. Have to watch, so you have to watch Darkest Hour, and then you watch Dunkirk, or should you watch Dunkirk and then Darkest Hour? Oh, why not both at the same time? You got two two TVs, or uh, get a lobster is, one. And, uh, is one a prequel and one a sequel? Are they like planning these things out? I'm, I'm guessing they complement each other, probably in some way. They're both what World War uh, Two films, mm-hmm. yeah, and then Get Out, another World War Two movie. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did see that one. Oh yeah, that was and, good, uh, right? That was Get nice. Out guy who was Daniel Kaluuya, which I actually know his name because he was in an episode of Black Mirror. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the um. He, he was previously known as Black Mirror guy to me when I was watching Get Out. And then when I watched Get Out, he became Get Out Guy. And then Get Out Guy is in Black Panther, who is like some character in that. But I call him Get Out Guy, basically. So now he's Get Out Guy. Yeah. Now he's Get Out Guy. He's not Black Panther Guy. Because Black Panther Guy is the Black Panther. You just made it very, <laughs> very complicated. I don't know why Black you Black Panther to... Guy played Black Panther in Black Panther. Why are you elaborating on this? You're making it worse. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know, man. But Daniel Kaluuya was um, which um, which episode was he in? Was he in the one? He was in the one with the treadmills or the bikes. Okay, yeah, that's right. That's what I thought. Yeah. He's uh, uh, not too bad of an actor, I guess. Yeah, he yeah. Was, he was criminally underused in Black Panther in a stupid way. Also, he I has just... maybe one good scene, and then he's like, "I'm going to call the rhinoceroses." <laughs> I'm like, "Fuck this movie." <laughs> <laughs> well we can get to Black Panther later but okay. what about uh, Lady Bird did you watch Lady Bird uh, I saw the trailer I was about to watch it but then it was like 11 o'clock and I was like I'm going to pass out while I'm watching this because <laughs> right. I'm an old man <laughs> I was hoping to like it a little more but um, it's still pretty good I enjoyed it was it is it funny or is it like dramatic or I think most of my issues was the pacing for the first half. It was just very quick, and it, it's like it had a lot, a lot of that mumblecore leanings, and I don't really like mumblecore movies. I don't know what that is. It's like a whole genre thing from like the early two thousands or something. But um, yeah, I mean it 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 played out better towards the end. It's it has like the strong mother daughter relationship going, but other than that, I mean it's. It's pretty good. It's funny. Okay. Yeah. So, um, Phantom Thread, did you watch that one? 
Uh, I saw a trailer for it. I do want to eventually watch it because I like all Paul Thomas Anderson's movies, no matter how bad they are. Did you watch uh, The Master? His last uh, one? No. That wasn't like my, three hours long list. or something like that? I guess so. Yeah. It's an investment of time, you know? I just got to get in the mood for it. But right now I got Pacific Rim on my desk ready to be watched from Netflix. Yeah. So w- what did you like uh, from the trailer for Phantom Thread? Uh, I like that uh, is Daniel Day-Lewis, I guess. <laughs> it's his last movie, right? I mean, it's his last movie, supposedly. Like Maybe he'll make another one 10 years or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's been saying it for like years. Like, it's going to be my last movie, right? Or... I don't know. Like When he's like bored out of his fucking mind, then he'll probably make one last one for like $30 million. I mean, for like the last longest time, he's like the Brett Favre of like acting. <laughs> it's my last <laughs> goal. <laughs> Everything is his last. Now. Yeah. But I heard he's a real asshole in this movie. Like, like not 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 like Michael Shannon asshole in Shape of Water, but like he's he's a pretty big dick in this movie. It seemed it seemed sufficiently interesting enough as a plot mm-hmm. device. His character, uh, like a lot of Paul Tam- Thomas Anderson's movies, it's a lot of like character profile sort yeah. of movies. So I heard in this one he he plays. Um, a fashion designer, right? Uh, yeah, I think he's a seamstress, or not seamstress, but a tailor. And so he uh, makes coats or whatever, and he see, he sews in like messages or whatever. Yeah, I think he's a fashion designer, and then he controls everything in his like inner circle and and everything like and everything like that. And then um, I think his muse um, wasn't cutting it anymore, and he found a new muse at like some coffee shop or something like that, and. Mm-hmm. And you know how he, he likes to be in control. His character likes to be in control of everything, including like, his fashion and all that. Well, his new muse starts talking back and can't be controlled. And then, like Paul Thomas Anderson movies, it takes like this strange twist <laughs> towards the uh, towards the second half of the movie. And mm-hmm. That's what I heard anyway. So it sounded interesting enough. But uh, yeah, I think most of his movies are pretty well done. So yeah, I don't th- I don't think I have seen one that is awful or bad so have you ever heard like some of these uh, interviews with paul thomas anderson uh no i don't really like know on youtube much about him personally they, I, they were he was talking about um jim carrey in one interview and then uh, I, I guess one of his favorite movies is like eight, the ace ventura movies right <laughs> okay and he has like these like this wild range of taste <laughs> for movies but then he was also talking about the Oscars. You know how they do those Oscar montages? Mm-hmm. Like all those like, uh, films throughout cinematic history. He, he was hoping for years, apparently, that the Oscars would just slip in that scene from Ace Ventura 2 when Jim Carrey is like um, <laughs> coming out of the rhinoceros. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't think they'll have the balls to do it, but I just want to see them <laughs> insert that clip. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, so that that that's pretty good. I, I I would hope to see that at some point too. But um, the post? Did you watch that? That seems like the most Oscar bait movie of the year. The uh, that's the uh the one where the the Pentagon Papers. Yeah, the Spielberg. Yeah, one. I I didn't see the trailer, uh, but I know about it. Seemed mm-hmm. like it was an interesting movie, but I don't know. Yeah, movies I, I about new- yeah. movies <laughs> movies about newspapers are typically not very exciting. All right. Uh, three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. I did see that one. All right, and, and you uh, loved it, right? Sorry, 
You loved it, right? Uh, what was that word you said? <laughs> you loved it with a passion. <laughs> oh, oh, you said love. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, no, <laughs> I didn't love it. Uh, I liked it, but it's not that great. Uh, it tries to be better than it is. Like it's, it feels like it's supposed to be more clever than it's supposed to be. Um, and uh, I don't know why I was watching it half the time. Because did you end up watching it? I did. I watched it. Uh, okay. So, so, so they say the point of the movie inside the movie, which when that happens, you know, they're going to meet up here. <laughs> huh? Go ahead. I'm just gonna eat a pear while you. Uh, oh, you're eating right. a pear right now. Okay, all right. Uh, so, so the point of the movie was apparently anger begets anger, and they say that line in the movie like three or four times, like in one scene. And it's like, oh, if you didn't understand what this movie is about, now you do. And it's like, okay, so I get it. So at the beginning of the movie, you like the main character and you hate the asshole. At, at the end of the movie, you like the asshole and you hate the main character. That's another point of the movie, I guess. But other than that, it's like people are doing shitty things to each other the whole time. Things escalate for no reason. And basically it gets to like burning these billboards and stuff like that. I guess if we don't know, we should even talk about like the plot itself. Like what what it is is basically the mother of a like 16 year old girl uh, gets raped and murdered and she dies like I guess underneath the billboards or something like that. I don't know. And then she, so the mother, seven months later, uh, she buys these billboards that are not being used and basically calls out the police and say, "Hey, how come you haven't solved this murder yet for my poor daughter who was raped and murdered?" Uh, and basically, the whole town gets uh, their panties in a bunch, and they all start uh, turning against her. Uh, but only in a couple of scenes where you see the town turning against her, and it's mostly assault <laughs> against her. And so it was kind of strange in that way, but uh, but people were just like bad-mouthing her, I guess, repeatedly, and uh, eventually gets to the point where the police man, the racist police guy who's played by Sam Rockwell, who plays the character fine, I just wasn't a fan of the character because it seemed stupid, he... Uh, beats the crap out of the advertising guy and then the he gets fired and then he burns the billboards and then uh francis mcdormand she burns the police station as retaliation and like it just gets more and more ridiculous and escalating for not particularly any good reason i think it just like things happen more and more and the, the stakes get higher and higher because anger begets anger so what's wrong with that um I mean, that's they, the whole point of the movie and the escalation of it. And we'll, what was the because uh, they because they try to be funny at the same time, like there are funny things that happen and they try to make jokes and it's about this like serious thing. And I didn't really understand what the point of it all was because basically you're supposed to like this character that is trying to get justice for her daughter, but then she ends up being a murderer and well, at, uh, at the end of the movie. So I'm like, okay, so. Why am I supposed to feel any empathy towards this person anymore? Well, the way it ends in the whole movie, it's it's more morally ambiguous. I mean, I don't necessarily think you're supposed to be siding with any of them because they're all supposed to be 
complicated characters, right? Right. They're all. I guess they're all complicated, but at the same time, it's like, okay, so why are they trying to make me hate this poor lady whose daughter was murdered? Okay, that's part of the um, complications of uh, the characters. I mean, but it's there's it's, there's no easy answer. I mean, you, I think it looks like you're trying to find some sort of um, finite conclusion. Well, not really a conclusion. I want like to know sort of, what what is the point of the movie? Like, why am I watching this? Well, you already know the point of the movie. It's like you're rejecting it, and not <laughs> uh, anger begets anger. Yeah. So the message of the movie is be nice to each other. So then, why does anything happen in the movie like the way it does? What are you trying to argue here? It's <laughs> if at the end they realize that anger begets anger, right? Okay. And they're heading off to go kill um, this person, but seemed uh, on the fence about it. Then isn't there? Isn't it ending on a, like a hopeful note that they might come to some understanding that what they're doing, that their actions are wrong? I suppose. But so it seems like you know, it didn't really it didn't really imply to me that they're not going to kill him because they the, this is a lady who burned down a police station because some billboards got burned down. This is a, this is a racist cop who beat up a poor ad executive guy or whatever and also beat up a black guy earlier like in a previous event that wasn't on screen. Yeah, two billboards. <laughs> That's the prequel. Cool, uh. <laughs> Um, no, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Like, it's not a perfect it, movie, but it's it's, I, it's it seems unfair what um, you're trying to uh, put on like, it. It wasn't like it didn't make me like any of the characters. It didn't make me understand why anything was happening. It didn't make me understand why I was watching it. I wasn't learning anything. I wasn't getting to a conclusion about the story. Yeah, sure. There's no real finite conclusion in it, but it's not a big deal if there, as long as there's something else that made it valid. Like the, the the movie made no sense to me in that regard, where basically there's no reason for me to like these characters that I watch for two and a half hours or whatever how long the movie is. Like there's so nothing for me. There's nothing for me to grab on. Like oh, that was a nice story, or that was a good adventure, or okay, I learned something. It shouldn't really be like this, or whatever. It just kind of like. Okay, well, things just escalate, and people start bombing police stations. Well, you know what's a a good thing to do when that happens? We should watch, watch it again. Yeah, there you go. Watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, watch Homeward Bound. <laughs> yeah, watch that again too. Yeah. Um, I don't because, like I said, it, it, it's try. I feel like it was trying to be more clever than it actually ended up being. You like, know. After I watched it, it it seemed to me like it would have been better as some sort of like a stage play, or maybe it was a stage play, or it might still be at some point uh, be adapted for a stage. But uh, I mean, it, it, that's how it kind of plays out, right? Like it. Sure, I, I think I think you got something there. I think it, if it, it needs to be like a smaller scope, yeah. It it if it, it was it became too big of a scope for me to for it to sell to me basically if it was more about the interpersonal relationships and it was more small events not bombing a police station and throwing a guy out of a window and because like a lot big, of it was like these big pretend action scenes then i think it would have hit more the, the message would have hit home more i think yeah i mean a lot of these do play out like um smaller acts like put together into a film <clears throat> yeah but since it's a movie it has to be bigger or something i don't know 
Um, so yeah, I think I think if it was they were smaller acts, more personal acts instead of uh, just bombing a police station, then and stuff like that, then I think it would have pro- probably been a little bit better in in the end product. But I don't know. Like it, it's still like it felt. I don't know. Like I'm just keep going back to the. It felt, it felt more. It felt like it was trying to be more clever than it actually was. Mm-hmm. But overall, would you say this, these uh, nominated films? It's that. Uh, I mean, the Oscars have been accused of not being inclusive last year, right? Like the whole. Um, what was the um that movement that the hashtag that was going around uh, last Oscar's year? Oscars so white. Yeah. So what you say is Oscars so white this year, or it has one uh, movie with. A black cast. I mean, I guess so, but I haven't been watching a lot. I haven't watched an Oscars for like ten years at this point, so I don't know mm-hmm. what was different this year as opposed to last year. Well, the only you... difference in my mind is that less people are complaining about it, so it's like okay, it must have <laughs> been more more inclusive this year. Well, why haven't you been watching the Oscars? Because it's boring. It takes like three hours to watch a whole thing. Do you watch any of the award shows? <clears throat> uh, no, I haven't watched. I mean, I, I used to watch the MTV Movie Awards, like. <laughs> a couple of years like in high school and that was that was more interesting because it was like compacted within an hour or so and then they started making them very long like two hours three hours and i was like okay i'm not gonna watch it anymore like if it, if it was more compacted and it was a lot quicker then then maybe i would watch it because it's so like, it's mainly just the length of the sh- it's, show. yeah because they they do like songs or they have like jokes and they have to elongate the amount of time the host is talking mm-hmm. because if he's talking, then he has to talk for an X amount of time for it to be worth it. Yeah, there, then, there was like a strange um, Star Wars bit where I think they were they had Oscar Isaac, um, they had a, what, the Kelly Tran girl, and then they had Mark Hamill and BB-8 um, presenting awards for I think the uh, the animated the short films or whatever, right? And they had like just these bad jokes <laughs> during the whole um, presentation. It was like, yeah, it, it's yeah. like just because it's Star Wars, we like, had to put something in. It's like, okay, let's all, let's spend three days writing this skit, and then we'll act it out because we only have availability from these actors for like one day. I mean, there are some good things. I mean, the um, performances that they have every year for leading up to best song. Mm-hmm. Would you keep that or would you uh, get rid of it? Um. I guess it depends on the songs. Uh, I would probably keep some sort of version. I mean, of there's it. there's only like three or four songs that are nominated each year, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I probably like I would keep it at certain points of of the of the broadcast. But since it's not a big award, it's not going to be at the end of the uh, broadcast. It's going to be like somewhere in the middle. So you have to front load the whole thing with four four or five songs, and five songs is like twenty minutes. So it's already twenty minutes of an hour long thing. If I want, or would you just um, get rid of presenting that award and then introduce, just have it presented, and then the winner just sings the song? Yeah, like something like that, it. like yeah. or just a, a couple of them, or something like that. Like these are this is the the main one, and this is maybe the runner up or something. But they don't they don't say that it's the runner up. So some of the right? awards should just be given out beforehand. Yeah, I mean, so, I, definitely some of them should be, and they just announce it. They just say, because they don't have to go through, okay, this one, this one, this one, and then now let's have all the songs. We have to hear them all first before we announce the winner. It's so like, which ones would you present beforehand? Um, any of the ones that take longer than 15 minutes to, 
to get through. So, uh, like all the sound categories, would you? Uh, Probably, yeah. All, like all this, yeah, I mean, but people don't care about the sound. I mean, I, I like sound. That's fine, but it's like, <laughs> but people about, uh, are not going to care. Uh, yeah, they're probably something that they just present. Yeah, uh, even cinematography. Uh, no, I think cinematography should should be something. So, that's... what line of technical categories would you uh, keep? I don't know. I have to go through the list and prune them. Basically, like what's what's the list of awards? Let me go through it. I'll tell you which ones I'll, I'd, I'd remove. All right. So, how about um, costume design, hair and makeup, special effects? Uh, uh, I think special I effects. Yeah. Special effects, I'd keep because it's interesting. Uh, the rest of that stuff. Sound mixing, while, sound design, yeah, film sound editing. Mix, like people don't understand the difference between sound mixing and sound design, right? Mm. Like I understand it, but most people don't. They're like, "Oh, sound mixing. Okay, great. Sound. Okay, I don't know what that is. How is it different from sound design? I don't know. Like, fucking hell. Like pe- these are people who are watching a primetime broadcast and they're wondering why people don't watch it because they don't understand half the awards, right? <laughs> so, 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 and then like half the awards take forever to to do it. So, like, yeah, sound mixing, sound design, those should be already chosen and just presented. What about, uh, about the uh, short animated films and the live action shorts and stuff like that? Uh, Would you keep short, that or get rid of it? The so short animated, yeah, short animated probably would be relegated to presented, um, but it depends on how much padding they have left in the in the if it's in this hour long broadcast. So what's the other one you said after the short animated? Well, let's just. Uh, I think they can just present all the winners for. All the shorts together, and just say, "All right, so we already presented these. These are the winners for the short stuff." Yeah, like, yeah, for the short stuff, probably yeah. And in documentary, would you do the same or? Uh, no, I would keep the uh, I would keep that full whatever it is. Because right there's a short subject documentary, and there's also a feature documentary. Yeah, short subject, I would do presented. Just present. Don't do the nominations. And in uh, foreign film of the year. Foreign film probably keep it the whole way through because that's the only thing that. That the foreigners have. <laughs> <laughs> they get a bad trade deal and an award. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, here's some uh, tariffs for you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, an award. <laughs> by the way, it's not that's owned what, by you. Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> that's what they should do. <laughs> a certificate. <laughs> a certificate of tariff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, best animated feature? Would you keep that? Uh, yeah. But so many of those that animated films are like crap. Like Boss Baby. Come on, like anyone. <laughs> okay. Well, and, I guess it depends. Depends on the year. I'm going to say that if uh, there are actually a lot of movies that are worth like having read as a nominee, then sure. But if it's like one or two Pixar movies and Pixar's going to win, just have it presented. Like we don't have to go through the song and dance of it because we know who's going to win, right? Mm-hmm. So I mean, you'd be cutting all this. You're. It looks like we. You can at least trim off like forty minutes, basically. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever it is right now. What is it? Two hours. I think it's two and a half. Two two and a half. So the, you trim forty minutes off the award stuff. Then you can trim a little bit of the songs. You can trim you most could... of what the host says because we don't need the host to be talking yammering away. His monologue at the beginning. Make it two minutes, not ten minutes. Um, he doesn't need to do shout-outs for everyone. All the acceptance speeches, whatever, they're going to take as long as they're going to take anyway. So so the acceptance speeches became longer, and then they started adding all this other shit, 
<laughs> to 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 condense the amount of speeches, I guess. I don't know, like like the speeches are the most interesting part because that's where people are actually talking about things that aren't like commercial bullshit. So would you say they should do two ceremonies, one for broadcast and then one for all the other? Well, they already do that. They already do the uh, technical ones. Yeah, so you would add on two more of the technical ones? Well, they, ha- they already had the technical ones. I would, I would say that they just have a ceremony uh, of some sort where they do the other ones that they will present on stage, like or a shorter it, one. Or should it not be live? Like a longer delay, and then they can just edit everything out that they don't no, want. No, to... I, I think I think it has to be live. I don't, I don't, because it's like, why? What? What's the point? Well, you used like, to watch the MTV there, Movie there... Awards. That was like... <laughs> because it was entertaining like... at the time, but it's not entertaining anymore because it made it three hours long. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it always like two hours? I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't watched it since I was in high school. They changed it so many times. Like, what am I going to fucking say about it? Is the Oscars even relevant anymore? Or? I I think it is in that it it will emphasize movies you probably didn't hear about otherwise. Um, because all this stuff nowadays is like the only thing you hear about is all the blockbuster Marvel or Pixar. But that's movies always or the criticism. Whatever. Is like, but isn't that like part of the major criticism? Is that all these movies you never even heard of are being nominated? Well, they, and they always have... want, and they always want people to put more of these blockbusters in, or more popular films into these categories. Well, I think picture. it's about criticism, but I don't think it's criticism that needs to be laid on the Oscars. I think Oscars are fine with the kinds of movies that they usually have, other than maybe having more uh, diverse. Uh, selections there, like from minorities and etc. But uh, but that's mostly a Hollywood thing, not really an Oscars thing. But other than that, um, the I think that maybe they should probably have a different sort of award ceremony for the big blockbusters of the year, like just have another one, like biggest, lar- like largest grossing uh, movie of the year award or something like that. Like have additional uh, awards where they. They celebrate uh, the bigger movies of the year, the bigger popular ones. How about so, an audience award? Yeah, like, like yeah, an audience award and/or a, a box office award of some sort. Like, or, um, good work. You did a, you did the best uh, box office this year. I, I wouldn't go through the box office, but I would go through like an audience, like the um, a lot of the festivals they have like an audience award, right? Sure. Like something that was the most popular. Not necessarily the best, but the most. Popular. Well, the Oscars, but the Oscars audience is all just all celebrities. So it's like, <laughs> who, who are they going to be polling for this, right? So that's why I'm saying it's like, well, the, the the real polling is the amount of money that it makes in the box office, right? Like, who's going to go see it? Well, you're also acting like people who in, in, in industry aren't fans of movies. Well, I'm sure they are. Like, I'm sure a lot of them liked Black Panther. I'm sure a lot of them liked Wonder Woman. Sure, but you're talking about yeah. You're, I mean, you want an audience uh, award, but the audience that you're polling is are mostly people who are in the academy anyway, right? So maybe just throw uh, up on a poll or something like that on the uh, Oscars website, the Academy website. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, Steve Bannon's new documentary gets number one. What's <laughs> wrong <laughs> <one> with that? <laughs> Populism at its finest. <laughs> um, Russian bots, yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> um. So would you say any of these movies uh, that you've seen trailers for should not have <laughs> been nominated? 
because right off the bat, I mean, it's it's skeptical that the post should be uh, on there because that seems like just Oscar bait, right? Um, well, I don't know. Like, it, I'm sure. I mean, it should be an interesting movie to watch. I don't think it's going to be should an awful be, movie. There should, should there be two World War Two movies in one <laughs> one year being nominated? Uh, sure. What about uh, any, this other stuff? Like, I like to get out. I don't know if it's best movie of the year. Well, it didn't win best movie of the year, did it? No. It won, it uh, won uh, original screenplay. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fine. It's a good screenplay, I guess. <laughs> I guess, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did it beat out? I don't know. What was it even nominated for screenplay? Original screenplay. Uh, fiction. <laughs> <laughs> was Shape of Water on that list? It wasn't adapted, right? It was. Oh, it so, was adapted? Uh, Jordan Peele beat out Greta Gerwig's Lady Bird, uh, The Big Stick, Three Billboards, and Shape of Water. Okay, well, I haven't seen Shape of Water, but I'm guessing since it won Best Picture, it should be a, a pretty well-written movie. So, What about this uh, Best Adapted screenplay? Uh, what's on the list? Call Me By Your Name one beat out Logan. Uh, Molly's Game, which is Aaron Sorkin's uh, directorial debut, Mudbound, and The Disaster Artist. <clears throat> uh, Disaster Artist won, though, right? <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> I just told you, call me by your name, you know, hockey, but... <laughs> um, Disaster Artist won, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, don't, I didn't see... What is it, call me by your name? Hmm? Call Me By Your Name? Is yeah. that what the movie is? That was a movie, yeah. I don't even know what it's about. Did we talk about that already? I don't think so. I think it was like a romance. You saw the trailer for that, didn't you? Or... Uh, no. Come on, man. <laughs> is, that, is that the one with uh, Gary Oldman? Um, Yeah, Gary Oldman uh, <laughs> plays Army Hammer. And <laughs> um, Okay. Uh, well, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. All right, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so prepared. All right. Um, um, how about a shout out to Roger Deakins winning uh, for the well, first I did time? See, I did see the disaster artist. Well, we've already moved on. Uh, how about <laughs> <laughs> Roger Deakins winning his first Oscar to being nominated? Yeah, cinematographer on. Uh, well, he's been nominated. Let me see. Yeah, he's been Roger Deakins? Roger Deakins, yeah. Nominated for Shawshank Redemption, Fargo, uh, Old Brother, Where Art Thou, Man Who Wasn't There, No Country for Old Men. I saw like five of those movies. Assassinations for Jesse James, The Reader, True Grit, Skyfall, Prisoners, Unbroken, Sicario. So he won for cinematography? Yeah, he finally won one for Blade Runner 2049. Oh, okay, that's good. Yeah, it's, yeah it was first uh, Oscar. Yeah, I mean, he has so he has so many good movies under his belt. I saw like six or seven of those. <laughs> yeah, none of them were where you want. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Rachel Morrison, uh, longtime collaborator with uh, with Black Panther, the director, mm-hmm. uh, Ryan Coogler. She was the first, uh, I think, woman to be nominated for cinematography. So, which is the bigger story there, her being the first uh, female, or Roger Deakins finally winning one? Um, 
Well, I mean, I guess uh, no one cares about him, so... Because <laughs> he's a white guy, right? <laughs> <laughs> he's, only, he's only made, like, a million amazing movies yeah. for cinematography. And then, uh, I don't even know what the, the the lady did. What did what is her name? I don't know what is what Which, did she even do? What did she even do? What she do? <laughs> <laughs> what's her deal? <laughs> so what's her story? <laughs> uh, apparently, she worked on Tim and Eric's billion dollar movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but um, no, she, I mean she collaborated with uh, Ryan Coogler. On I think she did shoot uh, Black Panther. Okay, which wasn't uh, the studio's first choice, but I think he uh, demanded. She'd be on the movie. Well, I mean, I got other problems with Black Panther, but we can talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> she did a uh, dope, which was a pretty good movie. Okay, well, I mean, I'm glad that she's good. I'm hoping to see more from her or anything from her. I haven't seen any of the movies that she, I'm sure she she worked on because all the things you're naming right now, I I don't know anything about. Okay. So, good work. I have a thumbs up right now, by the way. Where? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm waving it in the air in front of my face. All right, there you go. Okay. And then uh, this other guy who I didn't know his name at all, but I've seen like eight of his movies. I'm glad he won. <laughs> okay. These are the what? important things. Yeah, 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 definitely, yeah. yeah. Uh, do you feel bad for Wally Fitzer? Who? Who's that? Cinematographer Wally Fitzer. Uh, what does he do? Well, he had been Christopher Nolan's uh, DP for for a lot, for a long time, and now Is it seems like to win something. Well, I don't know because it seems like Christopher Nolan's moved on to a new cinematographer, Hoyt Van uh, Hoytum. So, did this guy work on Dunkirk? Yeah, he, he did Dunkirk, and he did uh, the so previous the new one, guy the or the old guy. The new guy. So the new guy worked on Dunkirk and yeah. Interstellar. It seems like he's been. Seems like Wally Fitzer's been replaced. So Wally Fitzer did Dark Knight series. Yeah, he did. Uh, hold on, let me uh, check the whole list here. Uh, yeah, so he did Insomnia with Chris Nolan. He did the Italian Job, not with Chris Nolan, but uh, okay. He did Batman Begins, The Prestige, Dark Knight, Inception, Moneyball, and uh, Dark Knight Rises. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a good it's a good uh, list there. You know, it was uh, a good run. Uh, yeah, it's a good run. Yeah, but uh, as as bad as Interstellar was, it's not a very good movie. Uh, the cinematography was quite good in that. So, so is so an upgrade poss- or uh, possibly an upgrade? I haven't seen Dunkirk, so I don't know. But uh, all the space stuff in Interstellar was was amazing. They're saying the- it is a very tense movie. If that uh, makes a difference for you. Dunkirk? Yeah. And the editing is very uh, on point. Well, that would be a new a new thing for Christopher Nolan. <laughs> With the editing? Okay. Did he upgrade his editor too? I think he's at the same editor, Lee Smith, right? I think he won. Okay, maybe he was a cinematographer the whole time. Maybe, yeah. It was bad luck, yeah. Son of a bitch. <laughs> like Dark Knight Rises was like, like they didn't fucking care anymore. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe that's maybe they had a strained relationship at the end of that. Speaking of strange relationships, how about that Black Panther? Right? <laughs> well, are we done going through the list of Oscars? I don't know what else yeah. I saw. <laughs> are those all the movies basically? 
Pretty or much. Or like, yeah. okay, so like they were all nominated for like thirty different awards. Yeah. What was even nominated for animation? Uh, well, Coco won. Okay. Pretty sure Coco won, right? And Boss Baby. Okay. Boss Baby won. No, Boss Baby oh. did not win. I just said okay, Coco won and Boss <laughs> Baby. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. I don't understand how Boss Baby even gets nominated, other than it being the only other thing from the year. Because they're just not enough good animated films in the U.S. apparently. I don't know. Did they have like uh, some something else they could have like dug up? Some like from, something or from, something. I don't know. <laughs> That's even worse. <laughs> I don't know. They have like so many animes from Japan. Like throw something in there. <laughs> you would think, but I don't know. They like they usually don't win anyway. So it's like they usually pick like some sort of Pixar or. Or Disney. They, they need to have a foreign animation actual thing and then just have the an, the animated for the American or whatever and have that be a presented award. This year, Coco won. Also, here are five foreign animated movies that uh, no one's ever heard of. I mean, and in then, general, I mean, the U.S. doesn't value animation as much as live action, right? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what happened with the it's always just been like that. It's always been seen as like a kid's medium or whatever. Yeah. So it's a big waste of, um, of animation. Yeah. And instead you get like all these crappy, uh, animated movies like sing. Did you watch sing something like animals singing? Oh God, no. <laughs> <laughs> when I saw, uh, whenever I saw that trailer, I just want to kill myself. And then I, I like, but you didn't, right? <laughs> and I saw like someone, someone in my household was watching that the other month. And I was like, is that that movie sing? I'm gonna go in my room now and like lock the door. <laughs> and go hang like, myself. And... <laughs> <laughs> like I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how a movie like Scene gets made. Like someone thinks about this thing like eight years ago, and they're like, okay, let's spend a hundred million dollars on it and have thirty or forty animators make a stupid elephant that sings. I'm sure that's just part of the pitch, right? Like bunch of animals that you can sell for our merchandise and they're going to sing of, just a bunch of popular songs that they're singing or no whatever. i mean that i guess that pitch itself would would sell it didn't didn't wasn't even like pot like uh didn't even do good in box office did it i think it did okay i don't i don't think it was breaking the bank or anything but i don't know i haven't seen a sequel announced so i'm hoping it doesn't uh... <laughs> not yet man <laughs> <laughs> well i mean they had the net job and the nut job too right <laughs> So I mean, I guess everything's possible. <laughs> How many uh, Despicable Me sequels? Three. Uh, there's three proper, and then there's the two Minions. I think they're making a second one right now. Yeah, I know. So like the the only popular part of the Despicable Me movies is the Minions, and so they decide, <laughs> oh, let's make an actual Minions movie. Oh, All okay. of them. I didn't like any of them. <laughs> and then the Minions movie did like Gangbusters. <laughs> <laughs> did even better than all the Despicable Me's, and I haven't even seen any of them. So I'm like, I don't even understand like what's really funny about them other than them saying, talking in Italian or whatever. Italian, yeah. <laughs> I, don't know what I don't know anything about what they're saying. Yeah, someone in Italian goes like, Funculo. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it sounds like. <laughs> Funculo, hey, you want... <laughs> you want all the men to say from Kulo? That's like fucking Italian. <laughs> I feel like I'm watching the Bronx Tale for kids. <laughs> <laughs> Except yeah. no murdering. 
Scorsese version of Minions. <laughs> That'd be good. Just Joe Pesci. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't they have Joe Pesci doing a voice over for some character movie? I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> Minions 2. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's in Minions 2. Yeah. They just have him in it. <laughs> just a miniaturized version of him on his green screen. Yeah. Thanks, Steve Carell. You think I'm funny? <laughs> Do I mean you? <laughs> <laughs> and then someone passes him a baseball bat. He's like, I'm going you... <laughs> to mortalize you. <laughs> Although I think that might be a Looney Tunes reference, not a Joe Pesci reference. <laughs> That'd be good, though. That'd be good. They should bring back uh, the, good, the good Looney Tunes stuff. They should, but... Uh, all like right like... before every Warner Brothers movie. You should do a new Looney Tunes. Uh... Well, they did a, a Looney Tunes sitcom sort of thing. It's not like, the same. I want like an eight-minute short but in front of every Warner Brothers movie. That's what I want. And a newsreel. <laughs> That'd be good. Yeah. Oh, the good old days. When <laughs> I wasn't bored or alive. <laughs> Back in my day. <laughs> Back in the 90s when we're watching cartoons from the 50s. Yeah, yeah. That's what Marvel Studios should do, right? Just uh, a short in front of every Marvel movie? Sure. It'll be like every Pixar movie. What are they going to do with the Marvel one-shot like little stories or whatever? Yeah, I mean, they already tried it before. Why not keep doing it? Or just do uh, some sort of animated one? I don't know, man. They could make it an hour, an hour longer and then charge money for it. So. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Like, why are they going to give you a free movie in the beginning of another movie? Like, uh, it doesn't make any sense. Like when they were showing um, that Frozen um, special in front of <laughs> in front of uh, Coco. Uh, and everyone was complaining because it's like <laughs> half an hour long. <laughs> I don't know anything about it, really. But, <laughs> but it, it, I mean, it, it, that sounded funny to me, though. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay. Anyone who wants to watch a good movie has to <laughs> get tortured for half an hour. Oh, I mean, it used to be like eight minutes, and then this uh, Frozen special, I think it was for TV, right? Like the Christmas special or something like that? And it was like, like tw- 24 like, minutes long, and then and it just kept sitting through it. Like, oh my god, when's that movie going to start? <laughs> <laughs> like, who thinks that's a good idea, though? The movie's already like an hour and a half long, right? Yeah. So, like, let's have another 30-minute long thing at the beginning of the show. It should be max eight minutes if they're going to do anything, right? Because I know I, I've seen a couple of them in the past when I was watching Pixar movies in the theaters when I was in high school. Uh, like they had they had a they had the short in front of the Roger Rabbit, the Who Framed Roger Rabbit thing too. Like they actually had like a eight minute short. I don't know if you ever saw that. No, I don't think so. Did you see Who Framed Roger Rabbit at all? Um only bits of it. Okay. Well it's a good movie, but uh it, on VHS the copy that I had Was it nominated for Best Picture or? Uh I I'm not sure. I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> You should get but, on there, um, man. Come on. He's like, but the VHS copy I had, it had like a 10-minute short of Roger Rabbit uh, like in an actual cartoon that he that he would have been in. So it kind of gives you context for the movie itself because when you're watching the movie, you don't know anything about Roger Rabbit because he's just a, a new character basically for the movie. And so he's supposed to be like a really famous guy or whatever, a famous cartoon. And then, uh, But you never actually see a cartoon that he's in, but there's like a Looney Tunes-style cartoon that they made for, I guess, home release or maybe it was in theaters too, but um, yeah, I mean, it's a good movie. It's like one of the better animated live action 
Do you remember all of the uh, ads on the VHH, VHS tapes that you had? Yeah, I remember how you can skip them. Because <laughs> <laughs> remember in um, can't in do that my, now with uh, DVDs or Blu-rays. In my Batman VHS, they had a a Diet Coke ad <laughs> with Batman and Alfred. What the hell? Do you remember that one? Uh, <laughs> Remind me of no one who remembers it's this. Possible, it's, just... it's possible I remember it, but I have to watch it again. It was. It was clips from the movie, and it was Batman racing home in the Batmobile, and Alfred was just talking on the phone or something like that. I think I saw this on TV. I didn't see it on a VHS. Yeah, and then, and then um, Alfred just takes a sip of the Diet Coke, and then, <laughs> <laughs> and then they have like this like hero shot of the Diet Coke, and it has like a small cape on the back of it, and it just like blows in the wind. <laughs> it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Yeah. That must have been a fun, fun commercial to make. Yeah, and like, I think <laughs> let's, I think let's make a little cape for the can. Like, yeah, <laughs> and the, just for the taste of it. <laughs> 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 like, like the people the editors made, they're like laughing the whole time. Like, like this is fucking hilarious, dude. <laughs> like a tiny cape. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the um. I forgot which one it was. It must have been the Adams Family one. My the Adams Family VHS tape, and it had George Takai, um, as Captain Sulu, because I think at that point he was captain of um, what was it, the Excelsior? Excelsior, yeah. Yeah, he was Captain Excelsior. in full uniform, talking about how you can pre-order. <laughs> Movies or something like that. What the fuck? Yeah, I'm sure these things are all online. It's just like... Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure they are. I think it's like talking about how you can pre-order movies or like the next Star Trek movie or something like that. And yeah, they have the all Adams Family. Yeah, just right before the Adams Family. I guess there's a lot of crossover between Star Trek fans and Adams Family fans. Like, I guess. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> you gotta I spread mean, the word, man. I, mean, I guess it's true because I like both of them. <laughs> <laughs> My God. <laughs> I didn't know there was a market for this. Have you have you gone to YouTube and see like the um the special advertisements to um rental stores trying to get uh, rental store owners to buy copies of like Terminator 2 and other movies like that? No. I think Robert Patrick did one for Terminator 2 and was he was in full costume at the T1000 and talking about how it's like the biggest blockbuster of the year and then you're going to raise sales in your store and stuff like that. <laughs> and hell? if you order this many copies, you get like a free shirt and a bunch of posters and stuff like that take for giveaways. Wow. It's good stuff. It's, it's all on YouTube. I'm sure you can find them if you wanted to. Okay. This is a genre of video I have not uh, yet uh, <laughs> discovered, I guess. Yeah. They have it for like Aliens and T2 and a whole bunch of other stuff. Freddy Cougar, the... Uh, yeah, Robert Unglin. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then let's dr- get dressed make, up as Freddy Krueger. <laughs> yeah, he's like making bad puns. About, like, you'll be able to slash a competition. <laughs> 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 or something. Like Good stuff, though. Okay. But um, do we <laughs> even have time you. to talk about Black Panther? <laughs> like, I don't know. Is that for next week? <laughs> <laughs> next month? Yeah. Next Our, season? Next year? <laughs> We can talk about when Black Panther shows up at the Oscars. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I we can talk about Black Panther if you want. If you want. Let's just run through it real quickly. Just yeah. Uh, <laughs> did you like it or no? Uh, 
it was fine. I didn't in t- I didn't particularly enjoy it a whole lot, but Did I think it, it was about hype? normal for a Marvel movie. I didn't hate it, but it was. Did it like, live up to the hype? Or? Uh, no, um, not for me anyway. I think everything around the movie is a lot more interesting than what happened on screen. Um, like that how how it's all diverse people making the movie, and I think that's great. It's a big movie, a blockbuster that made more than half a million, half a, half a billion dollars or whatever it is now. Um, I think that's all great stuff, and I'm sure Black Panther two will be a lot better because. I feel like Black Panther, or this movie, was made on the cheap, um, as opposed to other uh, tier movies like an Iron Man movie or uh, or an Avengers movie. But the next Black Panther movie is going to be on that same level as Iron Man and, and Avengers. So the next one should be a lot better, I think. So are you this expecting one, like Ryan Coogler to come back? And uh, I mean, I guess they're, I'm guessing they're going to keep the whole whole infrastructure the same, mm-hmm. like as much as possible, right? Because that's what made it so popular and hyped up to begin with. So um, I, I think the second one will be a lot better than the first one, just from what I saw. First one, like, wrote the line right in the middle for me. It was just a little better than Ant-Man for me. Um, there were parts of it that were pretty, very good, parts of it that wasn't too crazy about. It was just kind of boring. Um, There's a lot of talking in the first, like, hour and a half, and the dialogue for me didn't particularly... Uh, invigorate me or make me interested in the story too much. Um, the best line in the whole movie was in like the first minute, <laughs> and he's like, "I never freeze." And you gotta he, say it in the uh, Wakanda accent there. I never freeze. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the that's best. Not bad. That's... Like it, you cannot get better than that. In the and then he movie. gets he gets back home. Like, did he freeze? He like a deer in it. Yeah, like, he froze. <laughs> like that was. That was great. I wanted to see more of that kind of kind of writing, but instead we had like this love story, the family stuff, uh, whatever. Like it was just kind of like boring. Like for an hour ish, an hour and a half. And the Killmonger was a great character. I loved him. I wish he stayed Black Panther. Like I didn't because he was a lot more interesting as a character. I felt like uh, the guy who played T'Challa was like a cardboard wooden actor. Like he wasn't really that fun to watch on screen. He was fine in the role he was in, but he wasn't like, he wasn't like, give me that uh, Robert Downey Jr. or even like any other uh, main character in any other Marvel movies. Give me, he's he felt more like a Thor to me, except not Thor three because he changed characters completely, basically. You know, that he felt more like a Thor one or a Thor two Thor. So, I mean, it, it mean you sort of run the uh, run to some issues because he is supposed to be king, so. It it seems like if he tried to be more like a Thor, or like a Robert Downey Jr., it's sort of like making him too fun or flippant of a character. Because well, he's supposed I, to be I'm not like asking him to be a like a fun character. I'm asking him to be an interesting and. Uh, but he was interesting. I mean, a, I found a lot of aspects I'll, of that character interesting. It, I don't. I'm not really sure what you mean by wooden though, because a lot I, of it's I, on I, his face. Not not the character itself. I'm, not, I'm talking about the actor. The yeah, actor. I'm talking about the the acting itself. It's like a lot of it is mostly reserved and you can see it on the face i don't know it did it didn't feel like i was involved with the character that much for me personally like like uh it didn't feel like uh there was more like more depth to the character other than what we're seeing on screen like uh i don't know how to explain it really it's basically like when you're watching robert downey jr on on screen for iron man 
Do you get more from more about his character from his acting other than what you're seeing on screen, what he's talking about? There's more. There's more layers to it than what is happening. I would say there's less layers to what Robert Downey Jr. does because the character itself isn't as interesting as what as what Robert Downey Jr. is doing. But that's mainly because of just Robert Downey. Junior's personality seeping through the role itself. Mm-hmm. So, like, the role isn't that big. It's just Robert Downey Jr. being Robert Downey Jr. And you have, like, these small bits where he can actually do some acting. You know what I'm saying? Sure. And I guess that's part of it, too, is that basically the actor, like, it didn't, he didn't, I don't know, he didn't have any sort of, like, personality oozing out or whatever that made me feel like he's anything but uh, the character I'm seeing on screen. Okay. Because so, I did have some issues with Killmonger. I think the overall, what you were saying about the depth of the movie is that there there is a lot of depth in what it, there was trying to achieve, but it just it was just too short, and everything's just uh, truncated and not. It should have been more expanded on. Like if it was at least a little or twenty minutes longer, it probably would have been a better movie. I don't I don't think it was too short. I think they they were spending too much time on things that were less important to uh the overall story like the uh the familial issues and uh um, i'd say that's all tied in to the to t'challa's uh, character overall of trying to um navigate being a new king and all the family issues that he's dealing with as well as where to take wakanda in the future well i think they need to condense that and then expand more on other things no but, i mean if you expanded it with the other characters, because it all uh, those things should be shaping T'Challa on on the uh, outskirts of, of what he's doing. Mm-hmm. So it all just it should all tie into affecting his decision on where to take Wakanda. Which you know, towards the end, he decides to be um, more of what what's the word interventionist globally, as opposed to isolationist. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, it feels it feels like it should have been longer, and from what I've heard, I mean, the original cut was longer, and a lot of it was taken out, especially the relationship between um, um, his general and uh, Daniel Kaluuya's character mm-hmm. as one of the tribal leaders. I mean, they were supposed to have more of an explicit explicit relationship in the movie, which would have helped in the climax of the movie of what yeah. happened. So like, that yeah, would have been yeah, yeah. The relationship felt like flat. Like okay, like why do they even have it? I'm yeah, so. If all those relationships were better explored and all the other issues, like I would have seen, I like to, have liked to see a lot more of um, of T'Challa um, dealing with his issues with being king and all the stuff dealing with his dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, even the stuff with um, Michael B. Jordan as Killmonger. Like some of his best scenes were with, um, I forgot his name. But uh, the guy who played his dad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, lo- I liked it that they're actually expanding on the character of Killmonger because you don't see that in any Marvel movie yeah. typically where they, they just basically use the villain as a plot device. Yeah. In, this, in this movie, they actually like treated the villain as a character. And so, yeah, definitely for sure. That's what I'm saying. Like Some parts of it I really did like. Like Basically, this is the best villain in all of Marvel cinematic <laughs> like <laughs> universe or whatever because they actually made him a character made him someone but did you like michael b jordan's performance because i thought it was Um, kind of off balance i liked it but uh there's some issues there too like it was a good performance for what it was Mm -hmm. um 
but uh, there's there are other things going on. I think maybe it had to do with directing, maybe it had to do with the editing, maybe it had to do with uh, just the way he was told to act. I don't know, uh, or maybe the writing. It's probably more of the writing than anything else because because Creed, I guess, was good. There were issues with acting. I haven't seen it though, and then mm-hmm. so I haven't heard anything between Coogler and uh, Jordan as far as that relationship goes. So it must have been something to do with the writing. Must have been something to do with maybe the genre. I well, Coogler did also co-write it, so I don't know what the. Uh, the yes, I, I mean I don't really know. It wasn't. It, I mean, he, yeah, it felt unbalanced, like you were saying, but it felt okay to me. And I think he was, he was a more interesting character than T'Challa was to me. So I like. I, well, that's usually know, he, how it is with good villains, isn't it? I mean, yeah, definitely. Yeah, you're supposed to like the villains, or not like <laughs> like them, but you're supposed to like. It's supposed to be a movie about the villain, basically. Like the hero is supposed to be sort of. Like less important than, than the villain in a in a movie like this. Yeah, but I would I would definitely say Black Panther is one of the better uh, Marvel Studios movies. I mean, I, I, mean, I don't know why yeah. you're saying it's so low. <laughs> it's, it has definitely a lot more going for it than than most of the other uh, Marvel Studios movies. I don't know. I, I like at the end of it, I I felt like I enjoyed a lot of the other movies more than this one. But this one had good parts to it, and probably some. Parts of it are the better parts of the whole universe. Like I'm saying, like the villain and some of the conflicts and stuff like that were a lot more interesting or layered than a lot of the other movies. But in total, watching the whole thing all together, it was kind of uh, right in line, right above Ant-Man. To me. Ant-Man is like perfect neutral, and then so Black Panther was just a, a notch, the notch like a higher, basically. I would say it's, but, it's towards the uh, higher end of the best. I mean, it's, t- it's it's top ten, but there's only like eighteen of these, right? <laughs> 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 so, all right. So before we go, before we go, I want to say, uh, wrinkle in time, good or bad? Rent what? A wrinkle wrinkle time? in time, yeah. Um, it looks like. Uh, oh, speaking of awful graphics, <laughs> um, yeah. So like, basically, the Black Panther part where um, they're like in the mines or whatever, it, it like turns into like a CG fest. They looked like they were in the middle of Tron, so that was another part of it too. Like it was very distracting. Like the CG was really bad at times. And this is going back to the budget thing. It's like it was not on a on the level of like a Iron Man or a Avengers. Movie. I think it was still over like a hundred million. It was like hundred and fifty million or something like that. Well, I don't know what they were doing wrong with them. So, so I don't know. I think they put like two hundred million into Avengers, right? So, so I think the next movie should uh, make the CG law better and all these all these other like fine touches. But um, anyway, so back to Wrinkle on Time. It just looks awful, and especially because of the CG stuff. So it's a it's a sp- sci-fi movie, right? Yeah, Something I mean, like every, space and like, time. Like everything's on green screen, I guess, because like everything I'm seeing, they're like running through the forest. It's on a green screen. They're, they're like in metal rings flying in the air. It's like okay, you can't have that in real life, obviously. So it just looks like crappy CG with Oprah Winfrey in the middle of like. I Speaking don't know, of Oprah, Oprah space. has the uh, the Tesseract, right? And that movie, she's got one of the Infinity Stones. Is that? <laughs> I hope she appears in Infinity War. <laughs> well, that's how Thanos gets the uh, the last stone, right? <laughs> she just beats up the Oprah. <laughs> that's he what appears. I want to see in the movie. Okay, a big, like, ten minute sequence of uh, Thanos fighting Oprah. <laughs> like, that'd be great. I, that's what I want to see in Infinity War. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't Donald's we have those? Oprah. Yeah, exactly. We, right. we would have had those movies if this was like the early nineties. <laughs> Oprah fighting. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> it 
it was the early 90s, we would have these kinds of movies. So big Oprah, or like, because she at one point did get skinny, right? Yeah. Did she lose like 100 pounds at one point? Well, she was fat in the 90s, the skinnier in the 2000s, I think. I don't know. I mean, there. I saw a clip where she came out with uh, one of those red wagons. And it was like a, a giant trash bag of fat and that she wanted to show off how much fat she lost. I don't think it was the actual fat she lost, but just to give like um, a visual. Uh... Oh, oh they, they definitely kept it and put it in the trash bags for her to take on a frame <laughs> like that. All right. <laughs> but yeah, it was like over 100 pounds or something like that. Like. It was, it was quite a quite a display, but anyway. So Oprah, right? Infinity Wars, I'm all for it, right? Uh huh. She's gonna be in the second Infinity Wars. Okay, just making sure. All right. So anything else we need to mention? Uh, I don't think Hibernate so. for another like two months. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is what we should do going forward as far as these go. We should schedule doing a podcast every Saturday. Or we're, saying, um, okay, you know. we're just gonna do it every. We're just gonna say we're gonna do it every Saturday, but then if things happen that Saturday, then we don't do. It. We just don't do it. We go into it thinking we're gonna do it until we can't do it. So basically, what we we are doing now. <laughs> <laughs> no, we just no. Sometimes I, I I can do it and you can do it, but we just don't. We just forget about it. So <laughs> so we have to we have to we have to go in it with the mindset that okay, we're doing a podcast this Saturday. Until there's a point at which we are, there's an issue or something like that where we say, okay, we can't do it because X reason. So that's just what we have to do. All right. And then, so and I think uh, we can make more of these by doing that, I think. All right. So April. <laughs> <laughs> so next weekend, right? April 21st. So, we'll, uh... <laughs> so next weekend, we can do another podcast right now, right? I don't have anything planned. Do you have anything planned next weekend? Maybe. Okay. Uh, all right. uh, well, no, you said maybe, right? So you don't know. You don't know. So let's say Wednesday comes around, Thursday comes around, and you're like, oh, my sister's having a bar mitzvah. I'm like, I got to go to this thing, and then I got to have sex with my wife. So then, <laughs> then then it's okay. You're like, okay, we don't have to do it on Saturday because you got this thing going on, whatever. But the weekend after that, we're still thinking, okay, I got to do a podcast on Saturday. So oh, I'll gee, you. look at the time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so does that make sense? All right, see you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, see you later. Because <laughs> it doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs>